0: Welcome to the That Healing Feeling podcast. I'm your host, Faith Ashenden, founder, CEO, and master mindset coach. I'm obsessed with helping you awake the healer within yourself so that you can step into a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. Join me in training your brain, rewiring your subconscious, and changing your inner world so that you can heal. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful people. Before we dive into the podcast, I just want to hop on and give you a little maternity leave update so you are aware of important dates and times. August 22nd needs to be marked on your calendar if you are looking to activate what you already have inside of you in order to heal once and for all. You already know what I'm about to say, The Health Transformation Accelerator, my signature hybrid coaching program, is launching only one more time in 2022 on August 22nd. After this cohort, I will be going on maternity for the birth of my second baby, and I won't be back to run the live coaching program until 2023. So If this has been on your heart, if you've been thinking about it, if you are really looking to dive into the concepts that I'm discussing today or have discussed in the past, now is your opportunity to snag one of the last seats and work through this inner work once and for all so that you walk into 2023 feeling your best self, being a different version of yourself, stepping into the reality that you want. Make sure to head to the link in the show notes or send me a message on Instagram in order to snag your seat or ask any questions you might have. All right, you guys, let's dive in. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the podcast. I haven't done a like free-flowing podcast solo episode in what feels like, <laughs> I don't even know, <laughs> a long time. So I'm feeling just right now, the calling to get back into it, to be more consistent. Um, mostly because I've gotten a lot of feedback lately that people are really enjoying the podcast, which literally makes my heart so happy. Um, so here I am, we are in the last week of July and I am just kind of getting life together because, I'm due in October for our second baby. And I think it just like hit me like, that's really not that far away. (laughs) Like August is literally a couple days away. And before I know it, I'm going to blink and she's going to be here. So um, as always, you know me, I'm like such a visionary. I've got so much planned for my clients and my students, the membership, group coaching, all of that stuff. And I want to get it all rolled out perfectly. in time so that everyone can still utilize all the services while I'm in maternity. Um, And so that's what I've been working on. That's why my head's been down. That's why I haven't done any podcasting. I've been working really hard on the membership, the Self-Healing Sanctuary. I've been working really hard on um, HTA, my group coaching, Health Transformation Accelerator. It's all been taking off, you guys. Like I, I don't know what's with the energy right now, but It feels like we took such a step up, and the right people are coming to me at the right time. And I'm watching, you know, transformation after transformation, and it's just so amazing. So I feel really happy and really blessed to be surrounded by so many people who are. Doing the hard work and you are doing just that by listening to this podcast because this is a juicy one. Like this is a make you think, pour yourself, a cup of tea or coffee, take out a journal, whatever it is, you know, you need to do kind of podcast. But I thought, like, why not do just like, you know, a mini training type of coaching session? Just like you want the goods. So let's let's give it to you, right? You wanna do the work. I know you do. Um, and so today we're gonna talk about things that I would never do as a brain training coach who had a chronic illness so i do consider myself someone who had not has and i think that that's an important distinction um and it is the language that you would be using if you have taken my group coaching program hta and it's because, you know the way that you identify your identity, if you haven't listened to the podcast about the five levels of the mind, I highly recommend you listen to that podcast in tandem with this, um, you know just whenever you have time, because we talk a lot about how however you identify, that's really what you're going to manifest in your life. That's what's going to become your reality. So when you are trying to manifest or change your reality, you really want to focus on, how do I identify? What do I believe these levers are going to propel you to your destination so much faster than focusing, for example, on the environment, which still matters. But again, we're talking about efficiently and effectively propelling yourself towards healing because I know that you don't want to be stuck in this place for a long time. You just want to get there. Um, And that's what I'm here to help you do. So, I use the word had instead of has, because I think one really important like turning point for me in my journey when I was in the thick of it and going through it was that I truly dropped the label that like, this is going to be my life forever, even though it had been, even though that's what I'd been told. Um, I, I knew that if that was my identity, that would always be my reality. Does that make sense? So if I identified as someone who has a chronic illness, then I will always have it. How could I not? And so I think for me, you know, I want to point that out, which isn't even part of the, the notes that I've jotted down for you here today. But I want to point that out that that's an important distinction and I think something to consider. And like I said, if you haven't listened to the podcast, I'll link it in the show notes. I highly recommend that you do to contextualize not only this episode, but what I'm talking about while your mind and your heart is open to this information and it'll kind of help it assimilate, um, even deeper within to your subconscious. When we talk about how important this language is, the language you use to describe yourself when, um, you're referring to your chronic condition. Okay. So let's dive right into it. Number one. I would never go on Reddit or join a generic support group for my chronic condition. Okay, let me, I should have prefaced it with, I know that this is going to sound a little bit maybe counterintuitive, controversial, but just bear with me. So do you remember how I was talking about how language is so important to the brain? and truly what you believe to be true and what you identify with is going to manifest well you have to understand that information consumption highly highly affects this so when you are in something like reddit or a generic support group notice i say generic because like for example we have you know hta in the self healing sanctuary and we've curated a very specific Um, type of community of self-healers who focus on healing language. So that's not generic, but there aren't a lot of places like that. Okay. So you have to be really careful and really wise. What's happening in these groups is that people are doing a lot of, woe is me, this is shit. Don't get me wrong. It's important to feel that and express that. But when you are constantly talking about how shit your situation is and you're constantly describing the symptoms and you're constantly talking about how horrible life is. If you are consuming that information, you are solidifying the belief that that is what your life should be. You are getting in alignment with that for your life. The more that you consume that, the more that you invite that into your life. Okay. And I don't want to quote it wrong, but I believe it to be Joe Dispenda who said, the more obsessed you are with this healing narrative, the faster it's going to happen for you. Something like that. It's not quote, quote unquote, right? It's just more of a lesson learned. Okay. So the more that you are consuming information that is in alignment with your goals and what you want for your identity, the faster it's going to happen for you, the easier it's going to become. To believe these things, to realize these things in your life, to manifest these things in your life, to maintain your healthy healing habits, to maintain your mindset, to do all the things that you have to do in order to heal, right? And so if you are consuming information that is not in alignment with what you want for your life, do not be surprised if you cannot manifest it, okay? And so this is why I like, I literally have never, ever joined a Reddit or like been on Reddit. (laughs) I sound like such an old person. I've never used Reddit, but I know the the conversations that are going on there are very much not like healing focused, right? A lot of fear-based, um, how shit is this type of conversations. And so, you know, we just have to be so delicate, and so careful when we are trying to heal. Okay. So remember that your beliefs are everything. And when we look at how the mind works, your mind is actually going to delete, distort, and generalize anything that's not in alignment with your beliefs. Okay. So be careful what you believe, be careful what beliefs you cement, because if you spend too much time having these conversations, you will cement the belief that woe is you, your life is so shit, and your mind will delete, distort, and generalize anything to the contrary. You guys, like the brain is so freaking powerful. And I know that's like the understatement of the year. But when we really look at like how we've barely touched the surface, we I mean, we need to be in absolute awe of how complex it is and how much control we have over it like i think that's the most ridiculous thing it's like we have this insane computer between our ears and we can control it by doing by making small changes like really small changes like not joining these groups and not consuming that information like it isn't it isn't actually difficult in my opinion to do this work from a complexity standpoint I think what's difficult is having the self-control. Having the self-control and having the knowledge because I think like first like knowing like oh okay actually this is this is holding me back is one which I'm giving you that. But number 2, I mean that's your self-control like are you going to take this and implement it? Cuz that's what makes you wise, right? Like knowledge only goes into your subconscious when you take it and you implement it and you realize it in your life and that takes a certain level of awareness and a know-how and a self, you know, level of self-control. So that I can't say, you know, everyone listening to this is actually going to take my advice, but I do hope that you implement, you know, something that you hear from this. So moving on to the next point of what I would never do (laughs) is I would never, ever hire a practitioner or coach that doesn't take a mind, body, spirit approach. Okay. This is so important. And I feel like this is one that probably if you're listening to this, you're like probably already in the integrative space in some capacity. So it's not going to be as much of a shock to you, but hear me out. The more emotionally charged a statement is, the deeper into your subconscious it's going to go. So if you look back at your life from like when you were a child or when you were younger, and there are just like moments that you really remember, those were likely highly emotionally charged. And what's interesting is if it's a negative emotion, it's likely to be stored deeper. Now, this is because from a survival standpoint, it's advantageous for us to remember things that are dangerous or things that... um you know made us sad or angry or anything like that so that we could avoid them in the future so it makes sense why this happens but then it's also like really important to understand that this is happening to us like all the time right and it's being stored and it's dictating our behavior and our thoughts and our lives right cuz cuz that our behavior dictates our lives and um, and so if someone is in a position of authority that statement, whatever statements they give you, are going to inherently be more emotive. Okay. So when we're looking at these facts in relation to practitioners, we think, damn, you know, what our practitioners have to say really is gonna impact us. And I think everyone listening to this can think about a conversation with a practitioner that they've had that they really remember. Um, you know, just a statement they've said that's really stuck with them and affected them in their journey. And this is why. And so I think it's so important to really be wise about who you're hiring, working with as a coach or a practitioner. And I think making sure that they're taking in all the levers that you need to pull in order to heal, right? So they're not just looking at you as a body. They're not just looking at you as a mind or a spirit, but an integrative approach because we are everything, you know, and everything matters. Like if you're listening to this, you know, that. Because you've, I'm sure, worked on the body, and you're like, okay, yeah, this has been helpful, but I'm not fully healed, and so now I'm listening to Faith's podcast, and I hope that I can heal, you know. And then you're, I'm bringing in, okay, this is how the mind affects the body, Um, and then we talk a lot about the spiritual side of things, Um, you know, joy and play, things that lift the spirit, make you feel warm and good inside, all of those things that matter and manifest in. Neurotransmitters that are healing to the body. So it's all linked, right? What we feel on a spiritual level manifests on the physical plane. So we can't ignore one. Well, we can, but it probably means that we're not fully healed. So the most effective way to move the needle forward is to have eyes um, on all three levers and really be taking them all into account. So, we can be effective with whatever we're doing to heal. So, I highly recommend that when you're moving forward, you are hiring someone who understands that we are more than just the physical body, who understands that the nervous system plays a role, right? That the mind is important, who understands that how we feel is important, the spiritual side of it matters, okay? However, you wanna label it, these are just words, you guys, right? So, if another word resonates better with you, that's fine. Um, The language is loose, but you get the picture. I have a podcast on how to find the right practitioner if you're looking for an integrated practitioner to help with the physical side of things. But these particular practitioners are going to be much more trained in the other aspects of the mind and the nervous system and all of that, that I'm really emphasizing here is important. So I definitely want you to consider who you're working with, and if what they're saying to you is in alignment for what you want with your life. If you are looking to fully heal and fully transform, but your practitioner is feeding you a bunch of like, well, just get used to it. You're going to be tired forever, or you're just an anxious person or whatever they're saying. Know that that statement is deeply embedding within your subconscious, affecting your outlook and your ability to heal. And really critically analyze is this person going to be the right person for me to help me move the needle forward? Like, are they actually helping me achieve my goals? What am I doing here? It's really important. I mean, you are in charge of who you invite into your journey. You get to choose, right? Like, this is your life, this is radical responsibility. You don't get to just delegate this to somebody else. You need to be analyzing your information consumption, analyzing the conversations you're having, analyzing the people that you're hiring. You know, we'll keep talking through all the things we're going to analyze, but you need to be critical about these things. You need to be asking these questions. You need to be doing the research. It takes more effort and more time to find other practitioners. Um, but like I said, I've given you a great, fantastic resource in my podcast, how to find the right practitioner. Also I'm a coach. Obviously, you're here. You know that I do this work in my HTA program. Um, And so there are people out there doing the work. There are ways to access these people. It is a little bit more effort. But like I said, I don't think that implementing it in itself is difficult. It's can you actually get yourself to do the work every single day? Stay consistent, stay aware, stay intentional. That's the difficult part. Listening to my podcast and following something step by step, signing up for my program, these things aren't difficult, (laughs) but you only will realize these changes if you are going to be consistent with implementing these things and very intentional about it. So, that is 100% on how badly do you want it. Okay, number three, as someone who's healed chronic illness, something that I will not do is I will not suppress fears, phobias, or anxieties. Guys, Emotions are energy in motion. Okay. So energy cannot be created or destroyed. I feel like this is something that I say all the time on the podcast, but like you do often have to say something like a hundred times for it to land. So it's fine. <laughs> um if you are storing the energy of that emotion inside of you, it's going to stay there. It's not like it's just gonna like dissipate into nothing energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can't be destroyed. It can't just like go away. It, it, it has to be either released or it lives inside of you. If you want to manifest healing into your life, you cannot manifest from a place of fear. Okay? Like that is not in alignment with healing. Fear is not in alignment with healing, period. And you cannot manifest as a part of yourself. You have to manifest as a whole. Meaning if there are unhealed parts of you, you need to look introspectively at these parts and release that energy so that you can get in alignment with what you desire. Okay? Fears, phobias, anxieties, normal. Hello, human beings. If you haven't watched my free webinar on brain training, I highly recommend watching it because I go into um, just kind of like the science behind the evolutionary benefits of fear and anxiety and all of that and why it's actually helped us survive. And it's a really good cognitive reframe. Like, Hey, let's like understand this from a neuroscientific standpoint. Why do we experience anxiety? Okay. That makes sense. It helped us survive. Now that we are not wanting to be in a state of survival, we can really unpack this see it objectively and be grateful for it because it does serve us in certain instances, but also release it when it's not serving us. So we don't need to villainize these things in such a way. Okay. But we do need to acknowledge them for what they are. And then we need to release them or else we're not going to be able to get in alignment. Right. Again, if you're healing is like such a high vibration, right? It's the best. (laughs) It's like the highest. And fear is not. Okay. So again, like it's just a universal law. If you're vibrating at a frequency that's too low, you cannot attract something vibrating at a higher frequency. So if you're kind of wondering, like I've been doing so much work and it's not working for me and I don't understand, this could be a part of it. Um, But again, it's not like anything's wrong with you. It actually means that you were born of survivors because anxiety and fear and all of that is what helped your ancestors survive. So you're actually very strong. Um, you're very resilient. You're a survivor. That's why you have these instincts. And now that you know that, and hopefully watch the webinar to contextualize it, <laughs> um, just, you know, because the more you know, the, I think, easier it becomes to stay motivated about it. Um, you know, now you can work on releasing that. And that's a really easy like way to pinpoint like, Hey, this could be where I'm going wrong. Okay. And yeah, I mean, you know, we can go into a whole episode about how to do that because there's not enough time in a day. Um, but there are lots of different ways that we go through doing that. I have, um, I have all of that built into my programs. I have it built into the membership. I have it built into my health transformation accelerator program. Um, you know, releasing that anxiety, releasing the trauma and the phobias and all of that is a huge part of it because of exactly what I've described here. And I think also it's a really important muscle to flex because when you start learning to do that, you can continue to do that moving forward so that that energy doesn't get stored. You can continue identifying where the energy is trying to be stored in the body. You can learn to feel and release again it's it's all about building that muscle flexing that muscle learning where how and when um and just building that skill set over time but first in order to do that you have to realize that it's even an issue that it's even holding you back and um, so yeah number 4 we're almost done something I would not do as a brain training coach who has healed chronic illness is I would no longer compromise on my boundaries when it comes to conversations or being around people who cross my boundaries. I mean, I feel, I feel like with a lot of this, I'm like always mentioning this to you, like how fucking important boundary setting is, (laughs) but sorry, I cannot emphasize this enough. If you continue to compromise on these boundaries, you have no one to blame, but yourself. And I think I'm, I'm being very clear when I say this is all about radical responsibility. Like as I move through, you see, I'm really putting the power back in your hands, which isn't a blame game. It's an empowerment game. Okay. So when you realize that you have the power and you can stop blaming your doctor, your mom, um, your deep rooted anxiety, whatever it is, then it's a really amazing feeling because then you can move the needle. You can do all this internal work and actually make a difference, but you have to first take the responsibility and that can be really hard because chronic illness lends itself to a victim mindset. So you've got to step out of that and step into an empowered place and really understand that you are in charge of setting these boundaries. And it often is family or close friends, right? Because those are going to be people who trigger you the most. Now, ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, enlightenment and all of that um, is to not be triggered. And we will get there. (laughs) But when you're in the middle of it and you're in the thick of it, start setting those boundaries, okay? Now, it's not just around people, it's around TV shows, it's around habits. Um, it's around saying yes to going out with friends when you know that it's not the right thing for you, or conversations that you know just aren't in alignment with your your healing that you want in your life. A lot of the conversations we have in the health transformation accelerator are around family members who really cross those lines, really bring in those conversations that are not in alignment with healing. And those are the ones that people tend to find the hardest to set the boundaries, but it has to be done. Again, you are at this point in your life where you have to demand what you want for yourself, right? You have to speak it into existence. You got to stand up for yourself as though you are the person you love the most because you should, because self-love is really at the center of ultimate healing. So love yourself as if you, the same way you love your spouse or your child or your dog or whoever it is you love, right? Love yourself in that way enough to put your foot down to anything that is in alignment with your healing. And and this is an evolution, right? So this is a shedding of the old self. So it's not going to be comfortable. It's not comfortable to have that conversation with your mother or your sister or your best friend, right? It's not comfortable, but evolving is uncomfortable. And I really always like to emphasize that so you understand this is an evolution. If you want something different from your life, you're going to have to do something different. So we're not expecting to be comfortable as we're going through addressing these energies in our bodies, maybe switching practitioners, leaving the comfort of a Reddit group where everyone is saying this is shit, whatever it is, right? it's not comfortable, but it's effective. It plays on the identity and belief piece, which is the highest level of the mind, which is going to move the needle forward the fastest for you. So a lot of people aren't ready to do this work. That's understandable. You do really have to be like in a place where you're fully committed to your healing and you're ready to you know, leave all the creature comforts at the doorstep to get to what you want because you're tired of letting this shit hold you back in your life. So this is really for the person who is in that place. Okay, so the last point I want to go over here, which is like, I think probably gonna be the easiest, (laughs) is I would not stop investing in my self-care every single day as someone who has healed and is looking back on the lessons that I wish I knew Oh my gosh. And I said this, I think, in point number four self love really is at the root of all healing. And being committed to yourself and loving yourself every single day is truly an act of kindness, not only to yourself, but to the whole entire fucking planet. When you're kind to yourself, you're kind to all of creation. When you're kind to yourself, you raise the vibration, the frequency of this planet. And loving yourself is truly at the core of all. True healing, okay, and so it is so often in our society that we are conditioned to sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. There are so many reasons why we're conditioned to do that, but you guys, this is a reason why you're not healing. You're not being consistent in showing you yourself, your soul, your mind, your body, your spirit that you love yourself and you're willing to put yourself first. You have to demonstrate that to yourself and prove to yourself, to the universe, to the subconscious mind that you are worthy and you matter. And not only that, but you have to fill your cup in order to be consistent and to be motivated. Okay. And so that was one of the things I said earlier, like not everyone is going to actually put in that effort. Not everyone's actually going to be motivated enough to do it every day and have the self-control to do these things. But if you put yourself front and center, if you love yourself and you invest in yourself every single day, you are much more likely to do these things. Okay. So it truly, truly is so important to carve that time out for yourself. And it doesn't have to look like the perfectly curated Instagram reels that are like, you know, <laughs> I'm still so, like not aesthetic that I, I can't even like, We refer to it. You know, people like have like the beautiful white aesthetic and they're like, my beautiful espresso and then my like meditation and then my salmon roe on my organic avocado. Like, it doesn't have to be that. It can be whatever you want it to be, right? It can be like some deep breathing while you brush your teeth in the morning and your hand on your heart, giving yourself a hug, doing a stretch. It can be simple, but show the universe, show yourself, show the mind that you matter that this work is for you, that there's intention behind this, that you love yourself and you want this because you love yourself. Self-love is at the root of all healing. When you love yourself, you love others. And when you show kindness to yourself, you show kindness to others. Your internal world is everything. Your external world is a reflection of your internal world. When you love yourself, you heal the world. Because when you love yourself, you heal. And when you heal, the world is a peaceful place. Okay? It's deep. That's (laughs) multidimensional. Start by loving yourself. Okay? It all comes back to that. So these are the five things that I would never do as someone who had a chronic illness and has healed and now has a regulated nervous system and teaches people brain training. Okay? there's so many things I would not do. And there's so many things I would do. And there's so much I want to teach you. I try to make it concise and consolidated and actionable. And so you can really take this and run with it and make a change, see a change, use the highest levels of the mind to see a change faster in your life. But I know within each point, there's so much to unpack there. And so don't worry, I'm going to do my best to continue to try to unpack this for you in really practical ways so that you feel an internal shift so that you can implement the knowledge and gain the wisdom by cementing it in your subconscious. But as always, you guys, if you have any questions for me, you know where to find me. I'm on Instagram at that healing feeling. Join the fun. I share so much about my day-to-day life. Like people are always asking like, sorry, you guys, I'm so pregnant. I keep like hiccuping. (laughs) like, I'm just kind of a balloon. So here we go. Um, you guys are always asking me like, what are these, you know, the things you do for nervous system regulation and blah, blah, blah. And like, I tried to share and show on my stories in my feed, just like encouragement, linking out to new podcasts and new emails and all that good stuff for you. So definitely hang out with us at that healing feeling on Instagram. If you don't already, already send me a DM, if you have questions. And of course the ultimate, like show of love is, uh, sharing this on your story so that other people can find the episode as well. If you found it helpful. Um, I just got a notification on my computer that I was on the waitlist for a Pilates class and I was like fifth in line. Like I signed up this morning, I was fifth in line and it was like, Oh, you've just been, um, accepted into the Pilates class. And it's like in 20 minutes, (laughs) And it's too late to cancel because like you can't cancel like 30 minutes beforehand. So I'm like, okay, the universe like really wants me to go to Pilates this morning. <laughs> so I was going to sit here and work on some other stuff, but hey, it looks like I'm going to be going to Pilates. So I'm going to, it's like perfect timing because I was rounding out the episode, but that's funny. Um, So I'm going to go do that, show myself some love, do some deep breathing, some stretching. I'm like the only pregnant person in class who's like, they're like, lean over and touch your toes. And I'm like, I'm a bowling ball. I literally physically can't do that. Um, No, you guys, I I love you so much. I love that you're here. I love that you are spending your time with me and that you trust me and you trust my advice. And I love that even if one person can realize a change in their life, in their perspective, in their spirits, anything from listening to me, it's truly an honor and a blessing. Um, I feel incredibly, incredibly, Incredibly grateful, like my cup overflows truly to have the honor to reach people with the message of healing. And so, just know that you know, wherever you are in the world, um, you specifically, I am thinking of you and I'm holding you in my heart. And I'm grateful for you um, for being in my tiny corner of the internet. And I'm here for you. And I really, really hope that you have a great fucking day today (laughs) that you see the good and the joy and the healing and everything. And most of all that you give yourself a massive ass hug and you tell yourself that you love yourself because you are worthy of all of the love. You're awesome. And with that, I am going to go get ready for class. You guys have an amazing day.